Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast with you as always. I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we're back with you. We're going to continue to talk football season. Uh, Today, we're going to look at an overview of the Big Ten conference season. We talked about non-con last week, last episode, so it's conference season all the way. And before we get into it, though, Casey, you mentioned it on the last podcast. I've got two bits of news. I I got two words for you. Neon Cactus. There we go. The Neon Cactus is back, baby. It's back. It's so predictable. Yeah, I mean, you knew it had to happen. I mean, it's a it's a huge bar right down and the starving uh, metropolis of yeah. the most boring college campus. Yes, in the well, entire world. Not gonna go there, but I will say Purdue desperately needs the a better bar seat, and Purdue desperately needs a neon cactus. And I they just did a story on the new owner. I didn't I didn't read it. Didn't see who it was. Oh, um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know there was a story on it. Yeah, they finally released who it was. Uh, apparently, it's been in the works for a little while. Because uh, he had to, you know, get the the liquor license and all that sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Neon Cactus is back. But perhaps most importantly, or maybe equally important, Bruce Barker coming back to the Neon Cactus in the Rusty Bucket Saloon. He's gonna be back playing, and that's just exciting for all those Purdue students. Yeah, um, Bruce is a good buddy of mine, and it warms my heart to see another generation of Boilermakers get to social. Well, so. This is this is what's going to be so weird about it. Uh, the Neon Cactus, of course, closed, wasn't open last year, mm-hmm. and then due to COVID, they mm-hmm. hadn't had it for like two years before that. If I if I'm if that's, I'm right, that's probably right. So that means if you were there, if you're going into your senior year at Purdue, oh, no. uh, the, you've never been to the Cactus. Oh no, none of your friends have been to the Cactus. None of my and friends. And you're and you're the oldest person, you know, in theory, on campus as a senior. And you know no one who's been to the Cactus. So all these kids are going to go to the Cactus and have no idea what to do when they get in the piano bar. No idea what the rules are. They're going to have – they're going to like be whipping their phones out and recording everything. Uh, going to get called out, have to stand on chairs. It's going to be glorious. So uh, I hope – I hope we can get some older folks who have some experience at the Cactus to go on that first day uh, that they open back up that first Thursday so that the rules can be laid down and, and they can get into a groove faster. Um, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> old people love the cactus. Hey, not they old. They love Bruce Barker. And I don't mean super old. I mean like you and I old. Old for like college students. I, <laughs> no, I stand by my statement. There will be 50-year-old yeah. men happily uh, I... there. I've definitely, I was gonna say, I've definitely seen some fifty-year-old men in the piano bar in my time. Um, so it's, I'm just, no, you know, it's I'm good. Ex- desperately needed. Yeah, desperately I'm really excited. Needed. Really excited for the the students who are gonna get to go there for the first time, experience it. I had a lot of fun um, at the Neon Cactus during my time. Uh, some wild stories, some wild experiences, and it's, it, you know, it's just, it's a great place to spend a Thursday night. Um, you remember that? Uh, gosh. It was a, a basketball game that went like nine or ten overtime. I was overtime. there that night as well. Yeah, we talked about this, yes. I think. Yeah, I went into the piano bar, and it had like gone into the second overtime, and I came back out, and it was in like God only knows what number, and I was like, I was like no, no, I was in there for like an hour, mm-hmm. <laughs> an hour and a half. I don't know what happened, uh, and sure enough, it was the same game. That was wild. Um, it was Syracuse so you, and UConn, I do believe. That was the Kimba Walker game. Yes, yes, I think you are right. Um, so... I'm very excited for all our Purdue uh, students out there who get to uh, experience the Neon Cactus for the first time, get to see it reborn. Hopefully you, the drinks are still cheap, and hopefully you still get your lovely Cactus Cup uh, as you come in. 
Do you remember there is a, another ACC tournament game that went to like five overtimes? Not, not yeah. terribly long ago. Yeah. I happened to be at the cactus that night. Unbelievable. Drunk. Just well, drunk enough to not be sure if I was not living deja vu. <laughs> you're I insane. didn't know what was real. <laughs> you thought maybe someone yeah. had slipped you some sort of drugs yeah. and you're back in 2009. And I was just back then. Yeah, so that was – that was. Uh, we're talking about the March 12, 2009, Syracuse-UConn sixth overtime. Final score was 127 to 117. I, I didn't pay any attention to the game, and yet it was all I could pay attention to, if, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this game, 93 free throws, 66 fouls, eight players fouled out. Mm. Just – it was it was an unbelievable game. I just – it seemingly was never going to end. And um, should it. <laughs> right. Uh, and I believe uh, that was the first time in the sixth overtime is the first time Syracuse led in that game. Yeah, Johnny Flynn, right? That It was Johnny Flynn versus uh, Kimba Walker. No, it wasn't right. Kimba Walker. Oh, no, no. Kimba was later. Yeah, it was Johnny. Yeah, it was uh, Johnny Flynn. That was the guy. L- little man. Taken just, before Steph Curry. Just wild. Just wild. Um, so there we go. Uh, one more bit of news. Uh, before we get into the overview, I wanted to at least mention Purdue's season ticket sales for football, the highest they've been since Joe Tiller's final year on campus. Are you surprised by that? Yes. Really? Just because we had bottomed out bottomed out so far, I thought it would take longer to build it back up. Um, I had confidence that they would have a good good year of ticket sales, um, but, but to be back in the I Tiller mean, era is good. This is year, what, five of Brom? Doesn't that count as a slow build back up? Yeah, I, I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. But we had just gone so, so low during the Daryl Hazel years. Yeah, but that, the problem was oh, a, man. A, a magic pill of like, oh, we believe now. I suppose. I suppose. But I'm just – I'm very glad uh, that this is happening. You know, good atmosphere is coming back. Uh, when I went last year for that Michigan State game, it was just – it was a – whole different experience than during the hazel years and i hope it continues to go that direction and with these ticket sales they're definitely going the right way so good to see and i'm sure that number is going to continue to go up um as students return and as those final folks uh with about a month now to go five weeks to go get those final sales in so that's great news so were we're you, gonna were you go a ahead. breakfast club person every oh, yeah. every game no 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 not every game oh god no i'd have been dead How, which ones did you choose not to go to I mean, I only went like probably two or three times a season. I don't believe you. Oh well, you should. You should none definitely. The best. None of that tracks. The the best part to me, well, not one of the best parts to me at Breakfast Club was it, when you were at Jake's and they would bring around because you know Jake's they normally would bring around hot dogs, hot dogs again. No, no, no. Hot dogs okay. were in the evening at Breakfast Club. <laughs> at Breakfast that Club. That is a great quote. <laughs> it's true. It's hot true. dogs are in the evening. <laughs> in the morning at Breakfast Club, Donuts? they didn't do this every time, but. They would bring around donuts. Okay. And just I, hand out I donuts. Know, I know how you and donuts are. I love donuts. So that was always great. Um, were, they, were they Mary Lou's or Krispy Kremes? I, that is a question that I did not have the mental capacity to work out <laughs> at that point. They were just glazed donuts. For all I know, they could have been like Kroger. pay less or something. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but they Kroger were had the best donut holes before they got bought out by uh, Kroger. Kroger had the best donut holes before they got bought out by Kroger? Payless used to be Payless. Uh, yes, there we go. So, yeah. yeah, Kroger always had good donuts. My grandma actually worked at a Kroger bakery in Crawfordsville and made donuts. Does she have the recipe for the donut hole? I don't think so. Uh, the best thing that 
Come on, uh, Grandma. Happened, the, the best thing that happened when, because she worked there, she would always bring donuts like when we would go visit her, and she would take the cream-filled donuts and like double or triple fill them. And so they would For just – what purpose? Because a cream-filled donut is the best donut. You – why are you not dead with diabetes? It's tough to say. It's tough to say. <laughs> Miracle of genetics, I guess. So there we go. Uh, that's your donut talk for the podcast. We'll be back to do a, an overview of the Big Ten. And we are back. So as promised, we're going to do a brief overview uh, of the Big Ten schedule, which we're going to go more in-depth as the uh, podcast heads toward the September 1st kickoff against Penn State. So just to run down the schedule, we got Penn State at home week one. Then we got our non-conference. Then we head October 1st. We head to Minnesota. October 8th, we're in my neck of the woods, uh, play at Maryland. Then October 15th, back home against Nebraska, Casey's favorite squad. Mm. Then we head on the road to Madison, Wisconsin, home game against Iowa, head to Illinois, home game against Northwestern, and then we round out the season going to Bloomington for the old Oaken Bucket game. So that is obviously uh, the entire schedule right there. That is going to be a nine-game Big Ten schedule, as is the norm these days. Casey, do you have any games that stand out to you as kind of must-wins or should-wins or games that kind of scare the hell out of you? Well, you just described three different types of games, so yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which ones? Which ones jump out? I, I'm going to choose my own category. Fantastic. And I'm just going to say reject your, I reject your question and will answer my own. <laughs> if we beat Penn State to start the season on a Thursday night, 8 p.m. blackout game, TV Fox, Rossade Stadium. If we win that one game, we're going to start the season seven and zero. Oh, boy. OK, so you're saying we beat Penn State. You're having us beating Penn State, Indiana State, Syracuse, Florida Atlantic, Minnesota, Maryland and Nebraska. And if we so win that game, us, we are losing. Seven... If we win that game, we are losing two games on the season. Okay, this is a bold prediction. Which two games? If though, that could well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So very I, immediately not me... be part of. So I, I have to guess if you have a starting seven and zero, if we beat Penn State, yeah. I got to think one of the losses is at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And is the other one? No, it's going to be the annoying Northwestern game. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have struggled against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. That is true. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's a big byproduct of that's a pretty easy schedule, um, depending on how much you believe in Minnesota. I do not. Yeah. Depending on how much you believe in Maryland. They worry me on the road. Like, we could definitely lose both of those games. Yeah, but I'll tell you, College Park, not a big football place. Um, I mean, they, they <laughs> don't crazy care. crazy like the basketball arena? No, their basketball arena, I will say, I don't particularly like the arena itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fans at Maryland are very good. Crazy for Cocoa Puffs. Exactly. Are you going to go to that game? I don't know. Um, mm. I gotta, mm. I gotta figure out what I've mm. got. I looked up tickets mm. the other day and I felt like they were just way too expensive for a football game at Maryland. Um, but we mm. will see as the game gets closer, uh, depending on, mm. on how Maryland does, I'm thinking those prices might drop. Okay. Can we at least, if my prediction holds true and we beat Penn state and they are five and oh. Can we at least get a guarantee? You will be there. <laughs> I don't know about a guarantee. If they're five and zero, oh, if I will probably. When's the last time you you saw a Purdue team be undefeated in a big game? What possibly I'll could tell, go wrong? I'll tell you what when that possibly was. could have happened. You stupid son of a. <laughs> 
I did everything possible. I went to cold pizza in the morning. I went to game day. I showed up early. There will be no game day at this. I'm pretty sure. No, absolutely not. If if Purdue, Maryland is the game day game, something in college football, college football has gone off the rails. They're playing the live tour. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so yeah, I'm with you and that I think that, you know, we're not, we're not speaking out of school here that the Penn state game Pretty big. Uh, is, is a huge game for this team really sets Pretty the tone big. for kind of what they can do on the season. Um, and you would love it. Penn state's offense is just awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that's, that's the thing chance. about playing. That's the thing about playing a big 10 school week one. No, you haven't had any tune up games against the cupcake. You haven't played your Indiana state, um, you know, or your East, West, North, directional tech yeah because they could definitely also run 500 yards on us oh absolutely they could so you just have no idea what you're getting into you, you know you can read the offseason reports and everybody's great in the offseason oh we made huge strides you know we're really coming together as a unit you know these the new guys have really added an additional flair yeah we got three new coaches and they've really you know they've really added some tweaks to the offense and defense so it's all hot air and bs in the offseason so you're just waiting for something real and Purdue and Penn State to be, you know, that first game out of the gate is going to be really tough because how do you game plan for that? You, it's, you just don't know what you're getting into. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's it's going to be a real tone setter uh, for the season and a game that I think is going to be a really good game, actually. I'm really excited, but I would love it if it wasn't the first game of the season. Yeah, but it's just hard to complain when, you know, you read, what, nine games, eight games? Nine nine games and you didn't have to mention the word michigan michigan state or ohio state right yeah that's yeah. cool those those you know lately have been the top three teams in the big 10 you can throw wisconsin in there every now and then um as well I mean, iowa has been pretty good but you know Purdue's played iowa very well um we have not played ohio or michigan uh very well we did beat michigan state last year we of course have some upsets against ohio state but those are upsets for a reason because they happen less often. So if you can get those three off the schedule, that is great news. Is there any chance we win in Madison this year? I mean, there's always a chance. No, is there? There is twenty years. There's always a chance. Twenty years. The game. Neon Cactus closed and reopened. <laughs> that doesn't count. That was less than a year. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the other game that really, if if we beat Penn State. The Minnesota game is another one that worries me. Uh, Purdue has not played well against P.J. Fleck. Um, I don't like mm, P.J. Fleck. No. Uh, apparently, mm. a lot of players don't like P.J. Fleck. If you paid attention in the off season, uh, say that quarter zip. Yeah. Say How that he much? only only cares about himself, and he lies to you when he recruits you. Apparently, puts an egg timer out once he makes an offer. So, Levin, if if you had to go, um, not to court, uh, maybe court. Semi semi important. Um, where you're supposed to dress respectable, and all you had on you, in like you open up your closet and you notice the only thing you have left. You have dress pants, shoes, socks, underwear. You have a quarter zip, a button up shirt, and a tie. Oh, button up shirt and tie. That quarter zip's not going anywhere. What? And it looks so good on the grown man. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> not if I gotta look good. Not if it's a if if this is like. I'm on trial. Is that what mm-hmm. you mean? Like if I'm mm-hmm. going into court as the Correct. defendant? Yeah, I'm not Correct. wearing a quarter zip. But it's really cold. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm doing is if I don't have a suit, I'm going to Goodwill and finding a jacket that not fits an me. Option. Put it, 
Well, then I'm going in just a shirt. It took and tie. your alarm clock too. You woke up uh, five minutes before. Oh, me. I got late. I was late. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not rocking the quarter zip in an important place. Uh, now, PJ Fleck, that's his everyday wardrobe. He's got probably like twelve of those in the closet. Such serial killer energy. <laughs> just such a bad vibe. I really hope the guys I would the uh, listen to this, and because they love to rag on people who are they say are obsessed with PJ Fleck, mm. uh, but the guy just weirds me out. Why would a parent trust their child to that? I don't know. You know, he's got that really nice bald head. It's a, it counts discipline. You know, that guy he, shaves that every day. He's ready to go. He looks like the creep and the creep. Oh man, you've I think you've taken it a step too far even for me. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Just say he should be Oh, moving on. <laughs> I'm not even touching it. Not even touching it. I'll I'll uh I'll try to remember to blank these out. <laughs> yeah, good idea. Um, but I mean, <laughs> the, uh, the back half of the schedule after Purdue, I guess the back third after Purdue plays Wisconsin, you know, we got Iowa at home, go to Illinois, Northwestern at home, go to IU. I mean, those Purdue could end this season on a four game win streak. We should. I think, I think it's a real possibility. Um, you know, Iowa obviously has, has been pretty good recently, but Purdue's played them really well under, under, uh, Jeff Brom. And giving them a lot of troubles, beating them a Turns lot. Turns out, when you have four play calls, <laughs> not that hard to scout against. Yeah, uh, Kirk Ferentz, who I, believe, who I believe now has a contract through 2060. And how many uh, Iowa players do we have on our roster now? Two oh, receivers? Two. Yeah, two. And and a kick. Two. One is a receiver kick returner. Um, and he, I'm excited to see him. Bold because, proclamation, going to return a touchdown against Iowa. There you go. I would love to see it. Great moment. And no, it's at nothing, home. Yeah, and it's at home. So, I mean... Of those four games, that's the game that scares me the most. And when you get that one at home, that makes you uh, makes you happy. We don't know the times of any of those, so we don't know what kind of crowds we're going to get. But you know, Iowa uh, is the tough one. Illinois doesn't scare me. Oh, um, I I would like to officially nominate to give up the Cannon Trophy to open up the John Wooden Trophy for basketball. I would like to take that medal. Oh, you can only melt it down, melt it down, and make the John Wooden thing. Or for the when for the mm-hmm. inevitable Purdue UCLA, UCLA yep. conference matchups, yep. yeah, I'm open to that. Um, but I want to keep the Cannon Trophy. I wonder if we can uh, just find some scrap metal somewhere. I don't. Yeah, nah, see, I don't need a trophy that and, represents a uh, bygone, uh, less than effective old measurement of weapon for two schools that probably well, fit that bill. But here's the thing: the Cannon Trophy is so small. And if you melt it down and turn it into John Wooden was not a tall man. I think I think you're gonna need more material than you can get out of the cannon. If you've ever actually seen the cannon trophy up close, you're just amazed at how tiny it is. Um, that's so that's even better. Yeah, just make a really tiny John Wooden, like a like an army man size, mm-hmm. and just pass it around. Correct. Yeah. All right. I'm for that. That's fun. <laughs> just this is like this is a one eighth scale John mm-hmm. Wooden. And it can't be made of wood because that's two on the nose. Yeah, two on the nose. Got to be made of metal. Um, so, you know, the last four games of the season, I think, line up for Purdue really well um, at Illinois versus Northwestern at IU. Um, Purdue could end on a four-game win streak and right, really set make, themselves let's, up for, let's make, for a good bowl game. Let's let's make this this a promise to our listeners, to you and me, each other, the world. All. If, if we're undefeated. We got to be in Bloomington on November 26th. Okay. I guarantee you that. If Purdue is undefeated, <laughs> I guarantee you this. 
if Purdue is undefeated going into November 26th at IU, I will be at that game. How about one loss? One loss, I'll I'll not Big guarantee. Big Ten title, Rose Bowl on the line. Yes, I'll be at the game. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here. If, is if it Rose Purdue, Bowl and bust? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If Purdue I is that's a fair. Rose Bowl opportunity, well, because, I mean, we'd still have to get to the Big Ten championship game and win that, oh. uh, depending on, depending on you know, who is on the other side, because if... I think know, we just got to do championship game or bust. Yeah, fine. So, it, it, let me tell you. <laughs> If Purdue's 11 and 0 going into that IU game, I don't care if I have to run the Bloomington. I'm getting there. It's going to uh, be the most expensive tickets in the history of IU if that happens. Well, yeah, could you imagine how like obviously IU would not be rooting for that, but the people in their ticket office There wouldn't their, be an uh, IU fan there. The imagine, no way. Imagine how much money those season ticket holders would, it would be, be like they would just be like 70 30 Purdue? Probably 80 20. Yeah. I mean, cuz like I love Purdue football, but if for some, if in some alternate earth, I'm a student and IU is 11 and 0 coming into Ross Aid Stadium, I don't and I can it. and I can sell my ticket mm-hmm. for hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of dollars. Ugh, it'd be hard for me to say no to that as a college. Yeah, because I don't know the Schadenfreude of ruining that. Is it is it worth that gamble? Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd like college me probably would not sell. But me now, <laughs> I need a new, yeah, put in a I new AC unit. Put in a new Lemon. air conditioner. So that, that guy's selling his ticket, let me tell you. Um, college student who was happy to just buy like one bottle of booze mm-hmm. every like, you know, couple weeks. Mm-hmm. He's fine. He doesn't Correct. need the money. Um, oh. But yeah, but middle-aged 36-year-old Ledman who just had to pay for a new air conditioner, he's looking to sell. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a podcast guarantee. Purdue is 11 and 0 heading into that game. I'm there. And that's kind of like, if we're going to wrap a bow around it, the kind of schedule we have, it's a joke, but also (laughs) not out of the realm of possibility. I undefeated, obviously big stick to swing, but like we could definitely make the championship game. I I think it is possible. It's not hard to imagine. We lose once, maybe twice. And then I, it's a tiebreaker. And yeah, I, I don't know how you do that when it's probably going to be a tiebreaker. Who else is in our division? I have, I have no idea. Uh, well, Wisconsin? that would be the, yes, that would Iowa? be the team. That would be the team's west. Oh, let's not pretend like geography makes sense. Well, I mean, it kind of does, at least in the Big Ten divisions, because it's basically everyone from Purdue westward is in the west, and everyone to the east of that is truly in the east. So um, Northwestern is in the west. Yes, we've got Iowa's Illinois, in the Iowa. west. Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern. I think I might have said Northwestern twice, or I skipped okay. them and caught myself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it literally is. I mean, west and east. Um, it's just the fact that the east stretches from IU all the way to, you know, uh, Rutgers. Yeah, so IU is east. Yeah. And we're going to – yeah, geography doesn't make it's, – it's just like if magical seasons are made, a lot of it is about luck. Mm-hmm. And we got a lucky draw once yeah, in a once luck. in what ten to fifteen years will we yeah. ever get a schedule this in not easy but winnable. Okay. 
Okay, I need you to edit something out. No. Yeah. Okay. You're going to let me know what? Yeah, I, well, I didn't know if you were actually going to take a note. I literally said they... So just take that whole bit out. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't mind mistakes, but that's embarrassing. And don't be a Go dick Go remind me again Tuesday. But I am taking a note. Okay. So with AOC, you know, hopefully having the season that we hope he can have, it should allow Purdue to be in just about every game. And that's that's an exciting way to start a season. So there's your there's your overview of the Big Ten. Uh, as I said, we're going to go deeper into it as the as the off season comes to a close and we get closer and closer to that September 1st kickoff. But bring on the owls, bring on the owls. And actually, I mean, we play Penn State first. So I'm looking forward to FAU, baby. Okay, just looking looking forward. It is. It may be unfortunate that we scheduled that for a night game. It's homecoming, baby. Right, but owls, they're nocturnal. Strong somebody, dad joke finish. Somebody didn't think that through, so there Cut we the go. Cut the podcast off. We're here. There, there we go. We'll catch you next time, folks. <laughs> Boiler up. Good job. Good job, buddy. All right, see ya. Peace.